Hey guys, this is Colin Sue, aka The Chef Doc, and I know it's been a minute since the last time you and I have spoken, and I want to thank you so much for following the Thrive Bites podcast. And I just want to let you know that there's good reason for that, and let me explain. In almost six months, I've been working tirelessly and diligently to helping people near and far during this tumultuous year that we've had from 2020 into 2021. And I said to myself, what more can I do to inspire and impact others? And you guys know me, I'm all about thriving. I'm all about thriving from a emotional, mental, and physical standpoint. That is the reason why I wrote Thrive Medicine. And that is the reason why I started this podcast called Thrive Bites. And so I decided that I wanted to put together a virtual summit experience, gathering over 50 speakers. That includes physicians, dietitians, fitness experts, coaches, and spanning over five pillars in teaching someone else on learning how to thrive. And I call this the Thrive Formula. The five pillars consist of food as medicine, functional fitness, relationships, community, and resilience. And the reason why I've chosen to do this is because I really wanted to give more tools, more education, and more inspiration. And letting people know that they're not alone and they don't have to be ill-equipped for life and whatever life throws at you, whether it's a curveball, whether it's an obstacle, whether it's a roadblock. And I worked really hard to provide this and I'm happy to announce that it is fully released and it's fully accessible. And you may ask yourself, who is this for and what does it consist of? This is for the individual that prioritizes their health and wellness and also wants to take charge of their own well-being. It's also for the healthcare professional and the healthcare professional student because I wanted to create a summit experience that I wish I could have had when I was in school. The summit experience has over 50 plus hours plus more ranging from culinary demonstrations to fitness demonstrations to scientific medical sessions. And we answer questions like, what is Whole Foods plant-based cooking? How do I start cooking back in my kitchen? What affects my brain, gut, and immune health? What are the tools for my own emotional and mental well-being? How can I be more of service and lead by example? What kind of nutrition do I need to give my children nowadays? To how do I navigate self-doubt, self-sabotage, my inner critic? to what are the best physical movements to increase my mobility, strength, flexibility, and function. And one of my favorites is how do I create more joy, contentment, and happiness in my own life? This summit also works like a masterclass series where you get to learn and further your education. And I do this by providing quizzes with every session and I provide workbooks. And there's also recipes and very, very special speaker bonuses. You'll also have the opportunity to join a private Facebook community to further your growth and connect with like-minded individuals. So if this resonates with you, please join us on this journey to further yourself and take back 2021 and beyond. You can find us at thriveformula.co. That's T-H-E-T-H-R number five, formula.co. And come on inside and I'll see you in there. Cheers.
Hey guys, this is Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us on the Thrive Bites podcast. This is season four, and we're so excited for you to be here. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Dr. Colin Zhu, double boarded in family and lifestyle medicine, and I interview the best and most passionate health and wellness experts of the industry on this platform. And we talk about plant-powered living, emotional resilience, and creating a thriving mindset. And this season, we're taking it live, we're taking it on multiple platforms, and we're taking it as a Q&A discussion as well as our interviewing of our guests. So we're super stoked about this, and please remember to like and subscribe down below, and we will see you. Welcome to the next episode. All right. Well, welcome to the Thrive Bites uh, podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us. You can be anywhere in the world, and you decided to take a few moments to join us. So I can't uh, wait. Uh, it's kind of scary, you know, watching that intro video and looking at myself right now. I definitely need a uh, definitely need a, a haircut. So, <laughs> uh, so I am super excited uh, for this uh, particular episode. Uh, we are talking about financial health and how to boost that. We're going to talk about strategies. We're going to talk about, you know, concepts of financial health, boosting our financial resiliency. And, you know, for those uh, of you guys who have been following me for some time, you know, we do talk a lot about three things, you know, plant-powered living, enhancing our emotional uh, wellness, and creating a thriving mindset. And, I think something that isn't as talked about is boosting our financial aspect of it. And, um, you know, money um, is uh, going to be in our lives in one way or another. And so I think it's just as important to have a better handle of it uh, as opposed to the other way around. So um, I can't wait to introduce this next uh, guest. Um, he is a good friend and colleague of mine. Um, his name is Dr. Christopher Liu. Uh, he is a physician who became financially free at the age of 29 and retired early at the age of 38 as a result of making strategic investments after the 2008 financial crisis. Uh, he's a graduate of the MD-PhD program uh, through Baylor College of Medicine and the Department of Engineering at Rice University. And he's the author of several books. One of them is How I Quit My Lucrative Career, career and Achieve Financial Freedom Using Real Estate. And he's the host of Financial Freedom uh, for Physicians Podcast. Uh, he's a regular contributor to Kevin MD. And he's spoken at mul multiple, multiple venues um, and talking about and sharing his passion about the importance of financial literacy uh, for uh, at venues like Passive Income MD, The White Coat Investor, Board Vitals, uh, Seek, uh, S-E-A-K, Non-Clinical Careers, FinCom, and other high-profile uh, financial brands. And I can go on and on, um, and that we'll definitely share more about him. So please welcome Dr. Christopher Liu. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> hey, Colin. Um, I'm so happy to be on this podcast. Um, and uh, I know we had some scheduling issues, but I'm really glad to be here and share with our audiences. No, no. Um, thank you so much for taking the time out to join us. And uh, I know you've been super busy um, on your speaker circuit and speaking at so many, you know, great, great venues. And, uh, you know, we can't uh, wait uh, to kind of really dive in um, to today's topic. So, um, you know, I can't wait. So um, I like to 
you know, talk about the origin story of our guests and, uh, you know, what fascinates me is, you know, their, uh, you know, their journey from A to B. And, um, you know, you have uh, actually contributed to our, you know, um, online uh, master coursework uh, for the Thrive Formula. So there's actually a deeper dive for you uh, there. But for those who uh, don't know you um, that are listening in right now or that are watching in right now, can you give us a little snippet um, from your journey from A to B? I know you probably told us a million times, but, you know, how, you know, when someone hears that intro, you know, I, you know, financially free at 29, you know, retired at 38, they're like, what? You know, it's like, are you sure you didn't get the digits switched up? Right. <laughs> um, you know, because people commonly think about, you know, retirement associated with, something beyond our 60s, right? And sometimes nowadays, you know, it's going into our, you know, 70s, late 60s and 70s, you know? So, you know, give us a snapshot on, you know, what, uh, you know, what you, you know, what was your journey and what you did differently? Sure. Um, I'm happy to. So uh, I grew up on the cusp of uh, Gen X and millennial, and I'm more of a millennial in terms of mindset and the way I see and view the world. So I was lucky to, um, be influenced by both the Gen X generation as well as millennials. And to put it succinctly, uh, growing up, uh, I was second generation. I was always an outsider, so I never fit in. And so um, at an early age, um, I realized, came to the realization that um, I would never be successful and I would never make it in this world playing by the conventional rules. So um, that led me to be very entrepreneurial in nature. Um, you know, whatever my friends and school classmates, teachers were telling me, I would always um, take what they said and I would always put a spin, my own spin to it. And that that led me to always think about finances. So finances um, affect every aspect of our lives, not just our um, financial lives, but it affects our emotions, our relationships, our health, our opportunities, um, everything. So, if we and I realized that if we didn't have our finances right, then um, that could really hinder you and make you struggle in other areas. So, I came to the realization that there's four types of freedom. So, first is financial freedom. Second is time freedom. Third is location freedom, and lastly is emotional freedom. So, and the way the world has been going. Um, especially in terms of the industrial age. So a lot of the value was based on um, labor and wages. So that's how one got ahead in the industrial age. Um, it's all transitioned since then into different types of um, intellectual capital, financial capital and information. So ideas and creativity. So after that realization, I started to really um, read about finances and read about the influencers in the field. So for example, Steve Jobs, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, and these were the people that inspired me. And, and that's how I came to that conclusion. Started, uh, went to Baylor for medical school. And during my PhD years at Rice, um, I was immersed in the entrepreneurial um, environment. So a lot of undergrads were starting companies and becoming millionaires in their early 20s. And uh, I started networking and I started two companies investing in, um, in trading in stock options as well as investing in equities. The other thing that I was fortunate to come across during my early 20s was uh, Houston real estate because uh, back in 2000, a, a two bed, two bath 
almost brand new condo would cost you almost, you know, about 70,000 back then. So, and then, you know, rents back then were, you know, 1500, 1600. So it was a really uh, great opportunity to um, put down some money for an investment property. And so by my final year of medical school, I had two investment properties. I had a cash flowing through stocks and equities and options, and I had financial freedom. And, but nevertheless, you know, um, I went to my deans and my, uh, all of my mentors who are all medical doctors. And they said, um, put the business on the side, focus on your medical career, get into a good residency, get board certified, practice for a few years. And once you do that, you, you know, if you want to go and start your own business, then do that. Um, that to me didn't really sit well. It, to me, it, it seemed like it would take too long to do all of that, but I took their advice because that was what 99% of my classmates were doing. So matched into orthopedics and, um, and to be put it succinctly, I, the day that I, uh, went into orientation, my intuition told me that I had made a wrong choice, but nevertheless, like I said, 99% people complete residency. Uh, I toughed it out for two years and really, I was really, um, quite bored and miserable and unhappy. So uh, luckily, the 2008 financial crisis hit and that was my chance. Um, my intuition, I listened to it and I took a leap of faith. Um, and it's been the, it was calculated, strategic, and it was one of the best um, gambles and decisions of my entire life because um, over an eight year period, I was able to take my business skill and acumen and invest in real estate and I was able to achieve financial freedom. So, and once I did that, I took a year off to contemplate what was my next move and what was my next step. So that would, so then I came to the conclusion that in order to help people, I had to um, touch multiple people at once. So I wrote my four books. Um, I've spoken at major financial brands for physicians. Um, I coach number of clients. I have my podcast and now I'm trying to share and inspire my story with the world. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, uh, you know, obviously you've uh, said this, you know, many a times and uh, it's, um, it's one of those examples where you kind of have to find, it's a combination of opportunity. It's a combination of very, very hyper-focused awareness about, you know, not only yourself, but also about, you know, the environment around you, right? And then it's a lot of, um, you know, it's not just risk. It's almost like, I would also say it takes a lot of courage, you know, to be able to say, you know, I'm not going to follow the status quo and, you know, or as much, right? And then just kind of jump on uh, opportunities where, you know, you kind of have to you know, fend for yourself. You have to learn for yourself. You have to, you know, this wasn't taught, you know, I mean, even, even the business of medicine is nowhere near, you know, what we needed to know as physicians um, or how, as healthcare providers, whether you're like a physician assistant, a dentist, a nurse practitioner or a nurse, you know, no one taught us the business of medicine. And, you know, to learn all that, learn about stocks, investing, and then real estate. I mean, that's, that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, was it for you, you know, my quick questions after that is, you know, 
was it, do you feel like you had just had a natural talent to it? Or did you feel like, you know, did you have to really put in the hours to like, you know, learn and, you know, there was like a long learning curve for you? Like, what, what was that, you know, period like when you just had that aha moment and be like, okay, I'm confident enough to actually apply this? Um, well, it took a lot of uh, reading. So I, 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 I did a lot of reading. So, um, you know, back then I was reading everything about, um, finances, businesses, um, investing, econ economics. And that was what I was doing in my spare time outside of medical school. And, uh, you know, I, I've, I've always been fascinated with, with money just because not the dollar amount, but uh, the value that, that you can create with the money and what you can do with the money. You can spread it, you can share it, you can donate it to charity, help out people do good causes. So for me, it's not about the number. It's about what you can do with the resources to mm -hmm. help others. So, mm -hmm. um, and for me, um, that's, it started out with just a curiosity. Um, why did, for example, why did, um, you know, the top 1% control 90% of the wealth? And why was it that, you know, people such as, um, Steve Jobs or Bill Gates, uh, all these, um, major influencers were uh, becoming billionaires in their 30s changing the world while um you know in the united states we have so much opportunity but the average person struggles so that that to me always fascinated me why is it that there's such a the disparity there's a gap yeah yeah and, uh, hey guys we're gonna be taking a short break but don't go anywhere we'll be right back Hey guys, this is Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc, and thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to my podcast. On my podcast, we talk about eating and cooking and living from a whole foods, plant-based approach. And between my patients, clients, and my audience listeners, I get a lot of questions of, hey doc, how do I get started on how to set up a kitchen? Or what should I buy? What should I make? Is there something beyond a salad, broccoli, and a smoothie? I know in our fast-paced life and during a pandemic, it is much more challenging to be able to teach yourself and learning how to cook. And so I partner up with Listenable, who is a leader in audio educational courses that are bite-sized. And I went ahead and created a course on how to get started on a whole foods plant-based lifestyle. And in this course, I put in my best tips, tools, and tricks on everything that I've learned on how to get someone started to eating more plants, getting healthier for you and your family. I talk about how to set up your kitchen from the pantry to the fridge, the freezer, to how to navigate the supermarket, to what kind of utensils and appliances one needs to have, to what do we need to make, how to meal prep, what kind of cooking techniques there are, and what exactly is whole foods plant-based. And I'm able to make this course over 10 lessons. Each of those lessons are less than 10 minutes long. And you'll be able to finish this in an hour. You could even do it while commuting, exercising, or even walking your dog. And in addition, you can choose from over 3,000 plus original audio lessons created by well-loved experts. Just use the coupon code ColinZhu, C-O-L-I-N-Z-H-U, on Listenable.io, and you'll be able to get 30% off a year of Listenable. So definitely check that out in the show notes, and check out the course on how to get started on a whole foods plant-based lifestyle. And I'll see you there. Thanks for listening, and now back to Thrive Bites.
Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Yeah, so I want to go go off of that. You know, that's a perfect segue. Um, you know, one of my questions is, you know, why? You know, we live in a capitalistic, you know, society. Why do you think, in your opinion, you know, why are we not set up for success in that way? You know, why is there such a huge disparity of a one percent and everyone else? You know, is it because like lack of education, lack of tools? Like, why are we not set up for success? It's almost like, you know, this was very pointed. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, um, well, that's a great question. I think it's multifactorial, and um, you know it, this question still drives me today because um, you know we see U- United States we have so much um, opportunity. Like you know, for take take for example China. China's the emerging uh, country. It's the biggest competitor to United States. The thing that uh, really hinders China is their is their is the com their communist regime. So in the United States we have so much opportunity. But I really think it's based on our culture. So one is um, we're brought up to uh, think that we're entitled to this. You know, you don't have to work for um, t- t- for your success. And the second, you know, we think that you know uh, a lottery ticket is gonna is our ticket to you know retirement. That does that usually doesn't happen. The other thing is that um, I alluded to this is our school system. So our school system. And I'm all for education. I really think that the way to get ahead is still getting a good education and having a good work ethic and study habits. But you always still have to have a good financial education, which is not being taught in school. So you have to go out and you have to learn it yourself, um, which is really hard in today's um, society. Mm -hmm. Uh, The reason why our school system is so behind is because, um, you know, the education board back in the 40s and 50s, you know, Rockefeller, they decided that all students would become factory workers. So, you know, we were supposed to work on the assembly line. Um, and that was how we would get our wages. Um, you know, the business owners, the capitalist investors, they would get their profits and, you know, we would get our wages and we would retire with social security. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen today because now with the information age, with the internet age, all value is based on information. It's based on financial capital. It's based on intellectual capital. It's based on financial capital. So, but we're not taught these. We're taught to all, we're taught the value is created with labor. So, Mm -hmm. so we're always taught that trading our time for money is the way to get ahead. So that's why we go into these high paying professions, you know, medicine, law, business, you know, while the, you know, capitalism, you know, is, is really, uh, is really, um, widening the wealth gap. So that's what, that's my person. I've seen what I've, you know, and um, again, the causes are really multifactorial, but yeah. um, you know, it really starts with our education system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you, um, have you peered into other countries and see like how their educational systems, you know, work in terms of, you know, this paucity and lack thereof of financial education? Have you looked at other countries and see like, you know, do they do anything different? Yeah, well, see, um, what's really interesting is so I've looked at, um, so for example, um, Canada, I've looked at Europe, and I've, you know, I've also I've studied some of the most happiest countries, Denmark, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of it is, um, so these, uh, these societies are 
more based on a socialistic structure where, you know, for example, their education, healthcare, a lot of the, um, uh, you know, social support programs are there from the beginning. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, in the United States, we pay our taxes, but our, really our taxes really don't really provide much except for, you know, roads, you know, police and fire. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. Um, I'm not advocating for socialism or communism, but I'm just saying that um, with these types of countries, they have a better um, uh, support system in terms mm -hmm. of where their tax money goes and how they benefit from it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like I uh, just, you know, quickly a uh, comment off Denmark, you know, I read that there's actually no huge social economic, you know, classes. They're actually all about the same, mm -hmm. you know? So what I've, you know, heard and read, and you can correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong is, you know, you have lower crime rates, you have ho uh, lower homelessness and uh, you have lower, you know, pretty much desires to like really get fancy things. You know what I'm saying? Like people, people's, you know, classes are very, very similar to one another. So there's no gigantic gaps, you know, between each other, you know, is that what you found out as well? Yeah. Um, the, yes. And that's actually a good point because um, what United States really um, promotes is really a, a consumerist type of um, culture where, you know, you get into credit card debt, you get into debt to, um, to buy the house, the car, you know, to impress, which is sort of like, it's a, promotes the hedonic treadmill, the rat race that, um, we yeah. see. and that's, uh, that's one of the disadvantages of capitalism is that, you know, it's the, it's survival of the fittest. So, you know, yeah. whoever, you know, so sometimes the little guy, sometimes the, you know, the, the poor, the, um, the unfortunate, they get, uh, trampled over because, you know, the, that's why the saying the, the rich get richer. So, uh, the other thing is that one, Another thing is I, I see the media, for example, the United States, the media, and it really they they promote a sort of like a what I call a Disney World fairy tale where it's like, you know, it's you're supposed to achieve this one perf perfect goal. You're supposed to achieve this one perfect goal. And, you know, that's the only path to success, wealth and happiness. So and again, we also learn from an early age, you know, we're shamed and guilted about money and um, yeah. learning about money, finances. And so all of this contributes to really um, uh, dissonance in terms of wealth building, financial re resiliency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's switch gears um, a little bit and actually talk about, you know, what, you know, what would you, you know, if someone has you know, knows nothing, right? And I would say majority of us don't know nothing, right? You know, what do we, what would you say? And this is probably, you know, a, a multi-pronged, you know, uh, answer probably needs to be, uh, what do we need to do, you know, right now to kind of set ourselves, you know, for success? You know, do we have to hit the books? Do we have to find courses? Where do we find it? You know, do we reach out to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if, if I were to do something on my own, like, you know, even something, the first thing I would think of would be to understand what your credit score is, right? And then to optimize it as much as possible, right? That's like the first thing. Um, to me, that's even more important than a grade point average, you know? So like, you know, for you, like, where would you start first is the question? Uh, well, um, I'll, I'll give a tout for the internet, because the internet has really um, disintermediated. It's 
provided so much access to information. So um, one is study. So the first, uh, some of the, the key book that really changed and led me down this rabbit hole was Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So that book really changed the way I view uh, economics, um, industry, labor, value, and how to be in, become an investor and entrepreneur. So at that time, I was still um, an employee, but I took my earnings and my savings and I put it into investments so that they would produce passive residual income. So that's one book. The second book that I really changed my life was um, Multiple Streams of Income, which really, if you it's really talking about in the information age, we have to be able to, we can't depend upon a job anymore. We have to be able to create our own streams of income. So the more robust, the more multiple healthy income streams you have, the more financially resilient you'll be. So that's first thing is just start educating yourself. Um, what I did was I took the best of um people I talked to that I read to, and I started incorporating into my own personal philosophy of investment savings. Um, and I started uh, applying that. So that's one thing. So hit, you really have to start reading. You have to start educating yourself. Um, you know, YouTube is fantastic. Uh, you know, podcasts are, are great. Um, there's so, there's a, so many wealth of resources. So that's first thing. Um, there's a lot of uh, courses as well. Um, you can do that. Reach out to um, influencers such as uh, Colin, myself. You know, you can ask them questions. Um, there's uh, and then start doing that. Be, you know, besides that, um, you know, you can always go into you know coaching, group coaching, private coaching. Uh, those aren't necessary. Um, it'll just get you faster to where you want to be. But like I said, you know. Uh, foundation is through um, knowledge, uh, studying, reading, and, and financial basics. Mm -hmm. What is, uh, who is the author for the multiple streams of income? Um, his name is Robert Allen. So um, Robert was, Allen. Yeah. He was the author back in the early twenties or two thousands. Mm -hmm. But uh, like I said, um, really the, the key concept is really to be able to think in terms of, uh, income streams and make them mm -hmm. passive as opposed to, um, you know, labor types of income. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, because I think for most of us, you know, we kind of grew up with this notion that, you know, you go to school just to get a job, right? You get a degree to show that you're quote unquote good enough for a job, right? You do this job, but most people don't question that, hey, you know, this is actually just one stream of income. You know what I'm saying? This is only one, it's almost like one highway, right? As opposed to like, if I, if we were to go from Mexico to Canada, there's not just one highway, there's multiple, you know, uh, multiple ways to go from the South to the North, you know? So it's the exact same thing, but you know what, you know, my, you know, understanding of multiple streams is similar to, for those that, you know, play the stocks is diversifying your portfolio. Right. So, yeah. you know, is the point of having multiple streams is the point of it is, you know, if one of them goes down, like, for example, if you get fired from your job, you get laid off, you know, which is common in our current, you know, society right now, right? People are being furloughed, laid off, unemployed, you know, left and right. You know, that means like you have your other streams of income holding you up, right? Is that what you mean by that? Or at least what the book is saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Di diversify your 
income streams. So, you know, just like, um, just like you were referring to, you know, you have, you have stocks, you have real estate, you have, let's say you have gold, silver, let's say you have businesses, um, you know, royalties, all of that. The more diverse uh, different income streams coming to you from different um, avenues and sources, the better off you'll be. Um, th there's also um, uh, another concept that I want to tout it with in terms of income streams is, which is to make your income streams uncorrelated to each other. So what that mm -hmm. means is, I'll give you an example. So for now, right now, um, you know, stocks are an all-time high. Um, you know, real estate is starting to pick up in a lot of countries because of the, you know, the cheap, um, cheap money. And so, so for example, uh, in 2008, when the uh, the market crashed, the real estate market crashed, stocks crashed as well. So your your idea is to have different income streams. So for example, if stocks crash and real estate crash, you have, for example, gold and silver that go up, or for example, um, you know, different types of businesses, uh, for example, especially virtual digital businesses in today's age, uh, really can really uh, withstand the impact of um, government shutting down in-person businesses for an uncertain mm -hmm. period of time. So that's mm -hmm. the concept of uncorrelation. So um, the mm -hmm. more you can have, the more diverse, the more uncorrelated, the more the better off you'll be. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break right now. And, uh, you know, for those that are watching, this is the top five strategies to boosting and enhancing our financial health and resiliency. Uh, and I'm here with Dr. Christopher Liu, um, who's a very great friend and colleague of mine. And uh, we'll be right back after this commercial. If you have any comments and questions, please type in so Dr. Chris can, uh, you know, answer them, uh, answer them live. So, and uh, we'll be right back. All right. So hold on tight. Hey guys, we're gonna be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Dr. Colin Zhu, AKA The Chef Doc. I just wanna take a few moments of your time to talk to you about something. Something that I feel needs to give reflection and pause for. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, I've been on the self-work journey for a decade now. And I remember in my personal experiences uh, through my doctor's journeys and also from traveling the world, I was always searching for the next step or thinking that happiness was a destination. However, it's not. What I found instead was that life was a process. And learning about life was also a process and a practice. And that the state of happiness and the state of joy and contentment was also a practice. For those of you who don't know, since I don't share that much on my podcast, is that I actually battle with anxiety, OCD, and in the past, episodes of depression. However, little by little, step by step, after seeking extra help, I've been able to achieve monumental things in my life that I've been eternally grateful for. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp is a sponsor of this podcast. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. 
There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. A couple of reviews. This is by Rebecca Raymer. Becky has literally saved my life by truly understanding me. She has given me self-talk strategies and different thought pattern exercises that have made me stronger and a more aware person. I am so, so grateful to have found her. I've been to so many different therapists and none have helped me like Becky has. This is another review for Adam Johnson. I've had counselors before, both on BetterHelp and in person through work. And Adam, by far, is the best counselor I've ever talked with. I feel like he actually listens to and what is going on. He asks questions to help you navigate your thoughts. And you can tell that he is listening and wants you to help you. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash the chef doc. That's better H E L P and join the over 1.4 million people taking charge of their mental state with the help of an experienced professional special offer for thrive Bite listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash the chef doc T H E C H E F D O C. Thank you for listening guys. And back to the episode. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. All right. So welcome back. Um, so, uh, you know, today, uh, thank you for joining us back. You know, we are talking about the top five, you know, strategies to be able to boost um, our financial resiliency. And I'm here again with Dr. Chris Liu. Uh, so the top five, you know, we had mentioned you know, studying, right? And uh, it's not studying in classically how we learn to be, you know, going through grade school, high school, college, you know, postgraduate, you know, you're talking about other kinds of studies, right? And then looking for mentors and, you know, just really understanding, you know, all this other stuff. What other strategies would you um, also uh, add to it? You know, um, would you say like, you know, for those that are in jobs, you know, they're saying, you know, you know, Chris, you know, Dr. Chris, I have, um, you know, this great job. They gave me a great pension. You know, they gave me these great benefits and, you know, 401k and all, you know, all these, you know, bells and whistles, you know, are you saying to not continue that, you know, are you saying to keep it? Like, what would you say for people that are, have been in jobs for, you know, very, very long times, um, and have these great benefit plans? Um, well, um, First, if you're in, if you're in a job and you you know you're making good money, you know you have a you know bonus, you know four hundred one k, you know paid time off, you know all of those, you know, um, my advice to you is to stay in it. Um, the only concern I would have is if you're miserable. And so, for example, if you have a inkling to start your own business, um, an in, inkling to you know change a career, an inkling to you know do something that you want to um, 
that you you're passionate in pursuit. So last year they call it the great resignation, the great reset. So, you know, a lot of people just flat out quit their jobs. Um, however, you know, a lot of, you know, the guests on here are um, high income professionals. They love their career. They love their jobs. So, you know, like I said, um, I'm all about emotional freedom. So, you know, if it gives you satisfaction, then, you know, stay in it. Um, you can also, what you can do is, um, you, you know, your primary source of income, and then you can start diversifying into alternative source of it, sources of income. You know, for example, um, uh, starting a side business, starting a blog, YouTube, YouTube channel, social media, you can start speaking, writing. There's a lot of uh, different creative avenues that you can start to explore to, um, to monetize that base. Um, so, um, you know, I, I hope that helps. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, for those that are, you know, uh, healthcare providers and uh, are probably aware um, of the movement, uh, you know, the FIRE movement, you know, financially independent and retire early. And, um, you know, it's a very small uh, niche, but, um, you know, a lot of, um, you know, we're basically, you know, very high skilled, you know, for those of us, you know, especially doctors um, in our fields, you know, we're very highly skilled. And, uh, you know, we train so much, you know, these blood, sweat and tears, so much money, you know, so much debt, you know, so much time invested. I felt like my 20s was like gone, you know, it was like a blur, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and we never get that back, right? Um, but at the end of the day, you know, even though it could be six figures, you know, half, you know, uh, half a million, you know, per year, it's still one source of income, right? And let's just say something happens, like, you know, that source is gone, right? So it's like, you know, even for people like, uh, you know, those types of individuals, you know, it's still you would say to kind of, you know, also diversify and also create multiple streams of income, right? No matter what type of industry. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, um, I wanted to mention is, you know, if you're, for example, if you're high income earner, you know, in, increase your savings rate, you know, you most likely, um, you know, you're in those professions, you're doing well, uh, you know, you're, you have a good relationship with your employer, increase your savings rate, um, and go from there. The other thing is for high income earners, for um, high net worth, for accredited investors, there's a lot of uh, different vehicles for you to achieve passive wealth and for you to put your money to work. Um, you know, you don't, there's not just the 401k, there's, you know, there's a lot of um, private equity, there's uh, real estate syndications, um, there's uh, hedge funds and, you know, you can participate in uh, in it, IPOs of companies. So there's a lot of uh, avenues for, you know, those types of individuals. So um, like, I, like I said, you know, if you're, uh, in those upper echelon of income brackets, uh, most likely, you, you know, you're doing what you love, you know, you have a very robust, sustainable career. So just keep it up, you know, keep increase your savings rate, think of different ways of um, diversifying your portfolio, increasing your passive investments, and, um, you know, you'll, you're on well on your way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. And, um, you know, for those of us, you know, for example, like you're saying to um, who want to do a little bit more entrepreneurial stuff, who want to create, you know, have more creative outlets and have a side hustle and side business. You know, it's not just a trend or hashtag. It's something that's very, very feasible, right? Yeah. Now, when you're making that kind of transition, you know, what would you recommend as like, you know, because we hear about like emergency fund or like a rainy day fund, right? Like, mm -hmm. what would you recommend saving 
you know, up to, you know, to kind of have in case, let's just say something doesn't take off, you know, like, you know, in the food and restaurant industry, right? If a, you know, a restaurant sometimes doesn't really make it until you really have to see it after like three years, you know, uh, nowadays it's, you know, even, even different being in the pandemic, but you know, how, you know, what, what would you say is, I guess, uh, I would like to call it a transition fund, right? As you're, you know, let's just say you want to get out of this job and you want to do something more entrepreneurial, like how much would you save, you know, or is that even a recommendation, would you say? Um, so um, you have to separate it into the, the, which type of business. So you have like, a, you have low margin business and high margin business. So um, a lot of the digital types of businesses, um, you know, courses and online avenues, they have very um, low barriers to entry. So, you know, you can set it up for, you know, less than a thousand dollars and you can, you can scale it up very quickly, you know, 10,000, 20,000 per month. Um, with, uh, with, for example, you know, restaurant and food, it, it's going to take a little bit more capital. So usually those, you know, yeah, at least I think um, I'm more of a digital uh, business, but, you know, for those types of businesses, you know, at least, you know, a, a million plus or more. Um, that's for, that's in terms of business investment for your personal safety. So for example, um, I recommend for, to all my clients, uh, I recommend them to have at least two to three years of, um, savings, um, saved up. So conventional wisdom is three to six months, but I think in today's age, that's, that's not, that's not enough. You have to have at least two to three years of, mm. of, um, savings in case, um, you know, there's, you know, everything is in worst case scenario is that all income sources are wiped out. You have, you know, three years, uh, to, to build upon. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, especially. Yeah. And especially if things are affecting our health, for example, like, you know, if you have no health insurance, you know, uh, you, the ER visit, hospital stay, that's quickly like wiping out a lot of different things, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, for example, you know, um, a health issue, um, an accident, uh, a, you know, diagnosis of cancer, um, you know, a divorce, you know, anything of those sort of types of calamities can easily, you know, wipe you out. So, you know, uh, always have to make sure that you, you know, have um, uh, enough savings in order to, you know, progress to the next level. So that's why I always recommend um, always a uh, um, conservative approach to when you, when you spend. So it's okay to, you know, a splurge here and there. Um, and when you're talking about consumptive spending, you know, um, you always have to be mindful and watch what your, you know, physical expenses are. Cause you know, if you don't watch them, they can get out of hand and get yeah. out of control. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so we're definitely going to wrap up here and, um, you know, I, uh, just love this conversation. We can probably, you know, talk forever. Um, what, so basically, obviously we're in a pandemic, you know, um, you know, we would have thought we'd have gone out, out of this by now, you know, now it's, uh, you know, a day of this recording, it's, you know, beginning of October, uh, 2021. And the pandemic started like what early March, 2020, you know, in terms of investing, um, in terms of, you know, all these different great things that you're talking about, you know, what are your biggest general takeaways, um, that you've learned from, you know, investing, um, and doing all these different, you know, financial strategies during the pandemic, you know, do you see it as, 
something that is similar to the 2008 financial crisis? Do you see it as like something similar to like the Great Depression? Is it just like another blip in like human history? Like, um, or is it something different? You know, like how, what are your takeaways, you know, from this type of uh, context um, in our history? Yeah, I think uh, I think 2020 uh, is really a pivotal year for the uh, entire world. Um, it's uh, definitely bigger than 2008. Um, I think the only reason why we didn't see um, even more um, calamity was because the uh, you know the uh, central bank stepped in. They printed a lot of money. You know, g- you know, basically, you know, gave so much stimulus checks. You know, they printed you know trillions of dollars. So that's the, that's one of the re- they just to keep the uh, economy afloat. But um, my motto is never let a crisis go to waste. So as a personal example, in 2001, when 9-11 hit, um, when I saw all my friends get laid off from their Wall Street and Silicon Valley jobs, that was my impetus to start learning about investing and becoming an entrepreneur and really solidifying my financial future. I applied that in 2008 when the market crashed by investing in undervalued properties. So it took me eight years to buy my finance, work for and buy my you know, lifetime of financial freedom. Last year, the market dipped um, for almost 30 to 40%, and that was a great opportunity. So if you use these times of um, chaos and calamity as opportunities, you can do very, very well. So that's in, as opposed to um, running away from opportunity, run towards it. So when everybody is um, you know, freaking out, losing their, uh, you know, everybody's in fear, you should keep your head and your emotions in check and see how you can come out of this opportunity on top. So that's my, that's my biggest takeaway is, you know, in every, every uh, crisis is going to get bigger and bigger and it's going to get worse and worse. So, Mm. um, so, you know, the more you prepare, the more you study, the more you can profit and benefit from these types of um, calamities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, how do you, uh, Chris, ha- I was going to ask a question to you, you know, how do you, you know, obviously you have your financial health and wellness, you know, in check, you know, but how do you keep yourself, you know, mentally and emotionally in check? You know, I, I love asking my, you know, guests, like, you know, how do you personally thrive? So, you know, what keeps you in check? You know, um, I know you have a wonderful partner, um, you know, like, what is it for you that keeps you kind of, you know, calm and level-headed, um, you know, our conversations offline and online has, you know, been like this, you know, you're a very cool level-headed guy. So, you know, when you're offering these, um, you know, these w- tips of wisdom to say like, you know, when there's times of chaos and everyone's freaking out and, you know, just running in circles and, you know, trying to hide, you know, and you're saying run towards like, what what has been instilled in you to kind of you know uh, I guess uh, have that kind of level of calmness and coolness? Um, well, the first thing is uh, is faith. So, um, like when I I alluded to when I was really uh, younger, you know, I was always the outsider. So um, I always had to look to something internal in order to generate my happiness and my fulfillment. I so that led me to not really um, look to the external world, but always look internally. Um, and really just know, like, just know that, you know, we are, we're human beings, we're on a, on a journey. So it's our interpretation of these events that 
causes uh, these emotional reactions and it's the stories around them. So once you become aware that, you know, these are just stimulus and these are stories and their emotions, um, you know, cause we're governed by our reptilian brains, but you can always override it with your, um, with our mammalian brain. So you just stay calm and level-headed, know that this will pass. You have to just see what it, see it for what it is and take the next action. So, um, staying just level-headed, grounded, just know that, um, you know, um, anything can be taken away from you at any moment. So you're, nobody yeah. is set. There's no uh, guarantees in life. So uh, knowing that, you, you know, you can, you have nothing to lose because, you know, you have, you only have everything to gain, you know, from this concept. Uh, keeping uh, uh, great relationships, you know, I'm lucky to have my wife, you know, she's my, um, you know, she's my better half. So, um, and, uh, you know, she keeps, she offers a different perspective so that I can, you know, when, uh, you know, when my um, emotions run out of check, I, I can keep them back in check and just, you know, having loving family, my nephew and my nieces, and um, just know that, you know, we're all human beings. So, um, you know, we're, we're here, we're, we're all beautiful souls on this journey. So that's, mm. you know, and then, you know, we have, we have one life to live and we can only do, um, and we just have to, do our best to uh, live our best lives. That's awesome. That's awesome. I couldn't have said it better. So, <laughs> well, Dr. Chris, um, I love this conversation. Um, it was very, um, you know, very insightful, you know, and, um, you know, I really appreciate, you know, you taking the time out and, you know, sometimes just like, you know, medical knowledge and jargon, it's like another language and it takes a physician, a healthcare professional to be able to decipher that. And just as much, you know, financial, um, you know, language could be, you know, can be foreign to some of us. Um, so I appreciate you, you know, breaking down some basic concepts, you know, during this session. And obviously there's a lot more to talk about, you know what I'm saying? But this is just kind of to whet um, our appetite. So number one, thank you so much, you know, for, um, you know, uh, taking the time out. And uh, for those that are interested to learn more and reach out to you and to, you know, see where's your next speaking gig or really, you know, maybe actually consult with you, like where can they reach, uh, reach out to you and find you? Um, well, they can, uh, they can, um, for up-to-date stuff, they can, I have a weekly podcast called Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. And I interview some of the top experts such as Colin and other um, doctors that are doing very entrepreneurial things. So you can check it out on Apple, Spotify. Um, apart from there, uh, you can visit my website, www.drchrislewmdphd.com. You can check it out there. Um, it has my blog. You can um, subscribe to the email newsletter. Um, and then just for, you know, inspiration, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and also have my own, uh, YouTube channel as well. So you can check that out. Um, and you can email me at Christopher Lou, MDPhD at gmail.com. All right. All right. So everyone, you know, we'll definitely put that in the show notes, um, after, uh, this is done recording. Um, Dr. Chris, thank you so much, uh, um, for participating and sitting down with us and breaking down, you know, the jargon and the craziness that is, you know, financial literacy and, uh, you know, uh, just another plug for the Thrive Formula Masterclass. Uh, Dr. Chris also teaches um, one of our sessions there, and uh, he goes deeper into financial literacy and wellness. So definitely check that out as well. So, Chris, uh, thank you so much, um, you know, and, uh, 
you know, best of luck and, uh, you know, thank you so much. And please continue sharing your passion, um, you know, for, uh, you know, doing what you do uh, for the world. So I really, really appreciate it. I really uh, appreciate our time together and um, I really um, love the work that you're doing for the medical community and the community of, um, outside as well. <laughs> thank you so much. I am uh, I'm very appreciative of that. Guys, thank you so much for watching this session. Uh, please catch us every week, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for another live Q&A uh, episode uh, here, right here for Thrive Bites Podcast. And please say goodbye to Dr. Uh, Chris. <laughs>Hey guys, that was another episode of Thrybytes. If you like that episode, please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.